Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. You've heard me talk about Pampers Swaddlers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swaddlers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better than the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. And if you're like me and you love saving and getting rewarded for something you gotta buy anyway, like diapers, don't forget to download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. You can redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of No Dumb Questions with Mel. Before we get started, I want to say happy holidays. We are approaching Christmas, and I hope you get to enjoy the festivities and your annual traditions with your friends and family. For me, my family isn't really big on this holiday, but we always do a meal together. Last year, we had pho on Christmas Eve, like we went to a restaurant had pho, and we did a small Christmas potluck on Christmas Day. I feel like every year it kind of changes, but the one thing that we do do every year, which I would consider a tradition, is that every year on Christmas morning, we go to our neighbor's house and have breakfast with them. People will be like, oh, that's so cute when you go to your neighbor's house. Um, We've been friends with our neighbors since we moved to our house. I don't even know how long ago. Like My mom moved into the house before she was pregnant with me, so my mom's been friends with our neighbors for like years, so they feel like family. And they always make something special every Christmas morning. They do like a linguisa. I think that they stew it in wine and they always bake like monkey bread or something sweet. And we always gather around and like just enjoy a nice breakfast together with them. So that's something I look forward to every year. For today's topic, I would consider it a reflective one. I just came back from my 2023 vacation to Asia and man, I'm already missing it. And I loved it so much. Being there taught me a lot about myself and where I am in life and made me realize certain things about my life that I'm going to share about today. So today I'll be sharing about the three truths I learned while traveling. Before we get started with today's episode, let's kick everything off with my Google segment. So the latest thing I Googled was Wilbur Pan. People probably are like, who? What? Okay, let me give you some backstory. My first taste of anything like pop culture related was related to Taiwanese entertainment. When I was younger, I would spend summers there with my family and would consume all of the Taiwanese dramas and music variety shows. And Wilbur Pan is a Taiwanese American singer. And for my, you know, Mando Pop listeners out there, you might know his song, Buda Buai. I'd say that, I said that with a really weird accent. Is it Buddha Buai? Sorry, my peeing or my, my intonations may not be correct. It was a popular song back then. I feel all of us used to sing it at KTV. 
Anyways, Wilbur Pan randomly popped up on my like newsfeed, I think on Facebook, and it shared that he got married and held his wedding recently. And this might sound really random, and I don't even know why I kept up with this, but even though it's been many years since I like caught up with Taiwanese celebrity news, I find myself like kind of checking in every like year or so, like, oh, I wonder how Wilbur Pan's doing. I wonder how Jolene Tsai or like Yang Chunling or these people I used to like look up to or like be really into when I was a teenager. Um, I'm just curious to see like how they've been. It's kind of like that random thing. Like, I don't know about if you feel this way, but you're like, I wonder how my high school friend's doing. It's been like 20 years. It's kind of that feeling of like you just want to check in. So um, yeah, I just started Googling him and, and seeing like, oh, he got married. This is so random again. I feel like my Google segments are so random, but just like looking up Wilbur Pan and seeing all these Taiwanese pop artists, I'm just like, man, it makes me really want to listen to Mando Pop and just kind of dive into that world. I do have a playlist too with all my old hits, like everything from Meteor Garden, F. Su. I do love Yang Senling, Rainy Yang. Her hits are great, but yeah, maybe I'll have some uh, play some Mando Pop later. Before we get started with this topic, the three truths I learned about myself. I don't have a hard title for this, but these are just some truths and realities I learned while traveling abroad. I got to give you a little bit of background. So just so you know, um, I do notice this pattern with myself. Whenever I come back from Asia or Taiwan, I deal with jet lag like everyone else, but my jet lag mostly returning from Asia, I always get into this sad period coming back. And I don't know why I've always, I always get a little bit sad. Maybe it's because I'm waking up in the dark at 4 a.m. and I'm just missing my travels or I don't know, but it always happens after Taiwan. And I think maybe Taiwan is because it holds such a special place in my heart because my family's from there. Just to give you guys like a pre-warning, I don't know if it's a warning, but this episode might feel a little sad because I'm still coming off my trip and these truths, I will say they're not all positive and they're just like very honest. And I might get emotional because some of this, it's, I just didn't expect it to be so personal with this one, but we're going to go there. So if you're not looking for something a little emotional or sad, feel free to pause and just go listen to something great and positive. But if you're looking for some honesty and just kind of a temperature check of where I am in my life and, and to use it as your own temperature check on yours, go ahead and listen through. The first reality check I got reflecting back on my trip is around my relationship and time with my grandpa and how it's honestly just very limited. When I went to Japan for a week, my brother actually decided to fly to Taiwan to spend that week just with him and my grandpa. My brother and my grandpa have a very close relationship. And my brother, man, my brother is just so amazing. He's so patient and does such a good job of just being like a caretaker in his own way. But I think spending a whole week with just my grandpa and my parents not being there has kind of, I guess, shined a light on my grandpa's life in Taiwan for my brother. And so when I went to Taiwan and um, I finally got to catch up with him and have lunch with my family, my brother was kind of sharing about his experience with, you know, living with my grandpa. And what he shared with me and revealed to me, like, made me really sad. And sorry, it gets me really sad just thinking about it. But Previously, a few weeks ago on the main channel on ABG, we did an episode talking about aging parents on the show. And when I heard the story from my brother, it felt like I was living out what we were talking about in the episode. Just in general, like I get really sad just 
I guess thinking about like my aging grandparents or just seeing people older because it makes me, I just feel like we don't give them as, as much thought and care as I, I personally want for my, even for me. So back to my brother's story. He was telling me over lunch, I didn't realize how lonely grandpa, grandpa is in Taiwan. And I was, I think for me, like, it's kind of like something I didn't want to like accept sometimes because my grandpa's really active in his own way. Like he likes to exercise and he's really pretty mobile, even though he's been, he's slowed down. But I think the last few years has been a drastic shift because a lot of my grandpa's friends, like I revealed in the episode on the main show, is that they all passed away. And so my grandpa doesn't have a lot of friends anymore. And so he kind of just lives this like routine life every day and has minor interaction with people. Hearing my brother share how lonely my grandpa is makes me incredibly sad because I tie loneliness with a little bit of suffering and I it just it breaks my heart. I think in general, too, just to share, like growing up, my brother and I spent a lot of time with my grandparents, like especially for me, like I spent like most of my childhood with my grandparents. And one distinct memory I always have is back then they would spend like a couple months in California with us and then always fly back to Taiwan. And even as a child, I remember the moments of my grandparents getting ready to go to the airport. And I would always dread it because I didn't want them to leave um, because I was so attached to them. And whenever they would like get ready to say goodbye, I would always cry as a kid. I know obviously I was able to like get over that in my teenage years. And I felt like it was such an accomplishment because I would cry almost every year. But one thing I've noticed is that now when we say goodbye to my grandpa in Taiwan, it's like so much harder. I cry more. I try to hide my tears and just all these things. And it's just weird because I feel like I'm going back to like how I was as a child. So yeah, I just think this whole dynamic with my grandpa, it, it's, it pains me a little bit because I feel like one, I can't be there with him as much. And it's just like, he's by himself. And like, I don't know, it's just something I, I'm just thinking about a lot. And I think my brother said to me, he was like, I really want to do this more often. Like, I want to be able to spend more time with grandpa before we all come there as a family. And it just has me thinking about like, man, like how my time with my grandpa is limited and what can I do? Like living in the U.S. and him living in Taiwan, like what can I do as his granddaughter to like try to find more time with him? I mean, I do FaceTime him here and there, but that's just it's just so different having that like in-person interaction. So that's something I'm I'm just kind of thinking about like my relationship and like my time with my grandpa. Man, I started off this episode with like the thing that pains me the most. I'm so sorry. And it's obviously still fresh in my mind. So this update or this relationship with my grandpa kind of leads me to my second truth I learned about myself is that the itch to live abroad, you know, in Taiwan or Asia is definitely still there. Listeners on the main pod might know that like before I actually met Ray, I originally was going to move to Taiwan for a month or two. I was there's no set time. And I think meeting Ray, obviously, my attention kind of was focused on my relationship. And and that was great. Um, but again, like I think relating back to my first truth, hearing about my grandpa and my brother's experience being there with him makes me want to create more opportunity to actually spend face to face time with my grandpa. Obviously, like I'm still fresh off my my current trip and figuring out ways to like actually be in Taiwan is going to take more thought and like planning. But my ideal situation that I'm like already thinking through for next year is that like I would love to spend one or two months in Taiwan with my grandpa. And I think about being able to cook for him and like share like 
my favorite foods and cook things he loves for him. Because whenever I call my grandpa on like online, I'm always sharing like what I cooked and he's sharing what he's cooking. And like, I think having that experience, like cooking together or like going out to dinner with him would be such a such a good one. My brother was able to go on like his morning walks and afternoon walks with my grandpa. And I just want to be able to do that as well. Another thing I want to do for my grandpa is I want to introduce activities for him that engage him and engage his mind. That is not TV or like, yeah, all he does is watch TV and read and read the newspaper. So I don't know. I hear about other grandparents like finding ways to like learn the internet or things like that. So I've always thought about maybe like teaching my grandpa like a card game or like a really simple board game that we could play that is fun, that's engaging. And I don't know, that's something I, that's like an ideal situation. And in terms of timeline, like I go back to Taiwan and Asia probably every year in November and maybe around that time. I don't know how it's going to look. Obviously, I have to play and work and other things, but this itch to be in Taiwan is still very there. And getting to experience that and be there for my grandpa is something I do want to be able to do in the next couple of years or so. And I definitely shared this with Ray and Ray's like super encouraging. He's like, you know, you got to do what you need to do. And he knew he saw how happy I was in Asia too. So I think he understands where I'm coming from. So that's another thing I, I realized is that that itch is still there and I need to scratch it. Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. You've heard me talk about Pampers Swaddlers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swaddlers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better than a leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. And if you're like me and you love saving and getting rewarded for something you gotta buy anyway, like diapers, don't forget to download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. You can redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. I feel like all of the stuff I'm sharing is pretty interconnected. But the last thing I realized is that I really need to reevaluate how I feel about my life in Los Angeles. The whole time in Asia, and especially like when we got there for the first time or when we landed and was walking around, I would literally look at Ray and say to him, I am so happy right now. I am ecstatic. I was smiling the whole time. I was just... I was in bliss, like just walking around Japan and Taiwan. The last few days in Taiwan before coming back to LA, it was like a drastic shift because I got really sad because I did not want to leave. 
And then I was like, man, like, and I was talking to him. I was like, why do I not want to come back to LA? Like, what about this is makes makes me feel like, ugh, like I really just don't want to go home. And yes, you could say that, hey, you're on vacation, Mel. Of course, you don't want to leave vacation, and I get that. But I feel like I've been feeling a little bit of like, how do I, I guess call it undercurrents for a while, for even prior to my trip. And I will say that as much as I have a lot of great things going on in my life in LA. If I had to be truly honest with myself and with you listening right now, I've been feeling really uninspired. I feel like I've been living a very monotonous life the past, I don't even know how long. I'm still sitting on this, but upon reflecting just right now, I've been living in LA for eight years now. And eight years is quite a long time. And I've been living in the same area in Los Angeles this whole time too. So I haven't really shifted or moved from like the West Side Culver. Every day I wake up, I do the same thing and I try my best to have the great, have a great day. And even though my days feel very productive and efficient, like I get a lot of things done and I'm proud of myself for like being able to like squeeze in a workout, like be, be on top of my work for ABG. I don't know and I'm not sure if I feel like I'm actually thriving though. Like I think I was like debating this with myself. I was like, can you be productive yet not feel like you're living and thriving? And I was like, yes, you can. Because you could be highly efficient at what you do and at your job, but you may not feel internally like inspired or connected. And yeah, that's just something that's I'm just thinking about. And but one thing I do want to share is that even though I was sad leaving Asia, Ray and I were having a conversation about our careers. And even though we were sad leaving, and I'm still like, you know, considering like thinking about my life overall. We both were okay going back to work. Like we both actually realized that we do enjoy our jobs and work. So I love ABG. I love what I do. So that's not the issue. <laughs> I'm definitely happy with my work. But overall life, I, I, don't, I don't know, to be honest. I'm still thinking about what I need to do here. But, you know, when I was Asian and feeling like elated, blissful, happy, inspired, it really puts into perspective on how I actually need to do something with my life here. Because you know that saying where they say like, if you don't change anything, nothing's really going to change. Like I'm totally butchering that saying, but like if I don't do anything about my life and like tackling this feeling, I'm going to feel the same. So that's the last thing I realized is that I got to kind of reevaluate how I feel about my life in LA. Those are the three things I learned. But let me end this on a slightly positive note. The one thing I did take away that was like positive, and I won't include this in the three truths, but I recognize that for me as Mel... Traveling does fill my cup so much. I think exploring the world, seeing how the world is so much greater than than you and your little bubble really makes me happy. So that's something I'm going to be considerate of going into 2024, like traveling. I'm going to have to do it. Like it just, I feel like it balances me out in some weird way. So that's one positive thing. Um, I just want to say thank you so much for listening to this episode. I will say this episode overall feels like an ongoing train of thought. Like it was reflective, but there's so much more reflecting I need to do. Obviously, I don't have any straight answers yet, but I'm definitely, again, going to continue thinking and reflecting and probably going to talk about this with my therapist because this is stuff I need to like figure out. And I know how I am. I know I'm not just going to sit here and let nothing pass me by. I'm going to find a direction to take. Obviously, I'm going to be sharing along with you what direction I end up taking. But if you have similar feelings or had these feelings of this undercurrent or anything I share today, please share with me. Like, I want to know how you dealt with these emotions. And 
if you're feeling like I do, like, hey, man, we're not alone. But for now, I'm going to miss Asia like crazy. I'm going to call my grandpa and I'm going to look forward to my next travels. And on a positive, positive note, I'm going to enjoy my holiday. I'm so happy to be spending time with my family. Being in Asia with them, I was like, dang, I really miss my family. I don't see them enough, even though they live like five hours away. So I'm going to like sit on my couch. I'm going to go to dinner with my family. I don't know why I said sit on my couch first, but I think I meant sit on my couch and binge watch shows. I'm going to be cozy with my family. I want to really appreciate this time with them and have a good holiday and reflect at the same time. So again, happy holidays, everyone. Make sure to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere else you get your podcasts. Bye, everyone. Send you all love and see you in the next year. Bye.